BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is The Cities. Imagine on your third day at the job, you're forced to flee for cover. A violent mob is trying to break down the door to your office. Well, that was day three for freshman Congressman Marionette Miller-Meeks, Republican from Ottumwa, and Iowa's second district representative. I talked with her about what we should do now after those riots at the U.S. Capitol and what she did then. What an experience it was, but I do have to start with you with the ramifications afterwards. There are calls for sanctions against the president, even impeachment. Where do you stand on that today? Well, I think um, if people will reflect back to that day on Wednesday, we were in the House chamber. We were doing very important work in uh, certifying the electors from each of the 50 states. We were actually discussing the objections uh, to the certification of Arizona uh, at that time when this began. And when you're in the chambers, um, you really don't hear the noise going on. Uh, Apparently there were people who were getting uh, messages or text messages about what was happening outside. Um, I was not one of those. I try to, I try to limit any any phone use uh, while I'm in the in the chambers. And uh, and so it, it was a, a horrific event. Uh, we came out immediately and uh, condemned the violence, uh, condemned uh, those protesting, those that were uh, destroying property, desecrating uh, the Capitol, um, and interrupting these very important uh, democratic proceedings that were going on at the time. Um, and uh, we asked for the president to come out with a stronger statement and the vice president uh, and both uh, condemn the violence, which both the vice president and the president had already done, but in stronger terms and to, to ask the protesters and the crowds to disperse, uh, which they did. Um, so uh, when we're looking at uh, ramifications going forward, I think it, it behooves all of us to know uh, that um, uh, that, uh, you know, these are important proceedings. We're doing the business of the House uh, and that, uh, you know, we're trying to unite a country. And I heard that repeatedly throughout the campaign uh, from President-elect uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and after, um, after the election and throughout this time period, uh, going into the transition, and so I think if we want to unite the country, there is uh, 12 days left. Uh, the president uh, conceded. Um, we heard the concession speech and asked uh, and committed to uh, a uh, peaceful transition uh, to the inauguration on January 20th of President-elect Joe Biden. I think with that, we want to try to bring the country together. We want to unite people. Uh, and I, I think when you look back and reflect back on the past four years and what has happened, another impeachment trial will not bring the country together to unite the country. And for those people um, who did not feel their voices were heard or they were not being representative, represented or that uh, the elections uh, um, did not reflect um, their uh, concerns, that this is a time 
to, to move forward, try to bring people together uh, and try to work on the things that will uh, unite our country. Now, you've heard your colleague, Representative Adam Kinzinger, actually say that he believes the president's unhinged. I mean, are you worried about the next few days as he serves as president? I, I, as I saw it, uh, the concession, concession speech, um, uh, it sounded like the president uh, has uh, come to the acceptance of the election, as many of us had, had done some time ago, and that he gave a uh, conceded, uh, uh, committed to a peaceful transition. And again, I think in trying to unite the country, trying to bring us together, uh, will another impeachment uh, trial process over the next uh, 12 days achieve that? Uh, I think that uh, the, the tone and the manner in which I heard the concession speech, uh, that I think the president has uh, come to that realization that now is the time to move forward. If not impeachment, what about something lesser, a, a, a rebuke or, or a, a censorship or, or some statement from Congress saying that this should not have happened? Well, we certainly all agree that it should not have happened. Uh, we have condemned it. I think all of the Iowa delegation has condemned the violence. Uh, and uh, as we have done throughout, uh, you know, this uh, past year, it's been a very tumultuous, traumatic year for all people. So I, I think that we have uh, condemned the violence, condemned the protesters, acted uh, in good faith on that. And, uh, you know, whether uh, Nancy Pelosi, who is the uh, Speaker of the House, decides to go forward uh, and call us back to Washington, D.C., we'll wait to hear uh, what the proceedings are uh, at this time. But the president has committed to a peaceful transition. Uh, I think that uh, in order to keep the country calm, to not further drive a wedge between uh, individuals and groups within this country, to not continue to separate us into tribes, uh, wedded to our tribe and to bring us together and unite us. We need to remember what those things are that bring us together in uh, a common value uh, and a common love and respect for this great country. Tell me where you were, what was happening as, as you heard the speakers saying that you should actually duck and cover. Um, um, you, were, you were receiving these plastic masks. I mean, it had to be a disconcerting, that's the least word I could use, a moment in your life. Um, I, it was interesting because I had, uh, had been up in the House chambers. I was sitting uh, with uh, near to Representative Ken Buck and uh, Representative Dr. Ronnie Jackson and uh, Representative Gonzalez. And so we were sitting together and the House chambers was extraordinarily cold. And uh, right around two o'clock had mentioned to Representative Buck that I was gonna go get a coat from my office and then come back. So I had just left the chamber, uh, was waiting to enter the elevator when the Capitol Police came out and heard uh, crackling on the radio that said uh, they breached the Capitol. And by the time I got down to the basement where the tunnel is, there were more police and FBI coming in. And it was at that time that I knew that something had happened just as I was leaving the Capitol. So it was a very short period of time, but I was actually in the tunnel uh, before that took place in the house. But speaking with my colleagues, um, uh, it was a very harrowing experience for them. Uh, we're uh, fortunate that we've had people with military experience and have been in combat that were there as well and took quick action. Uh, to protect themselves and protect the House chambers with, uh, with the Capitol Police uh, and the Secret Service. Unprecedented times. Do you worry that this now emboldens other people in the future to perhaps do the same? Uh, I would certainly hope not. I think uh, that uh, as we've all seen those images um, and uh, we've seen individuals arrested, and I'm sure that you know the full uh, enforcement of uh, the law should be brought upon these individuals, 
that it would hope, hopefully discourage uh, other people from taking the same action. But I also think that uh, the Capitol Police will also look at uh, their coverage within the Capitol, uh, that this would never be repeated again. You know that other countries look at America as this beacon of democracy and see this and think, wow, we have fragile nations and this is the most powerful country in the world. Well, I think it's one of the reasons why it was so very important for us to get back to doing the people's work and to do that in a calm, respectful manner with debate and dialogue. It was a debate that we needed to have, that people and the country needed to hear uh, that are on both sides uh, of this issue or that are somewhere in the middle. So I think it was important that that debate, that that conversation and dialogue take place after this so that people know that democracy will not be thwarted, uh, that evil will not um, uh, will not win out over um, free-thinking individuals uh, in a uh, a republic with democratic values of free speech, freedom to assemble, freedom of religion. So I think the, it was very important for us as members of Congress to show to the nation that we were going to continue the work of the business of the people no matter how long it took. New Republican U.S. Representative Marionette Miller-Meeks. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.